Hello and welcome everyone back to the podcast. This is JW Marshall, online learning consultant for MarketScale. We have another great segment coming up here. Our guest is Dottie Stewart. She is the VP of Education for MakerBot. Um, and we have not had a chance to talk uh, in this space yet at the conference. So we're excited uh, to have you here and to uh, learn more about what you guys are doing and what new trends are coming in 2020 and beyond um, in this space. If you want to start out and just let our audience know a little bit more about yourself and about MakerBot and what you guys are doing, and then we'll jump into a few questions and we'll see where this goes. Great, thank you JW, it's good to be here. Um, yes, my name is Dottie Stewart. Um, I was actually a teacher for 13 years, so I do have experience in the classroom. Um, and then I came into the, uh, the other side of the market, and have, but have been in educational technology tools um, since the early 2000s. So it's been a it's been an exciting transition. You've seen a lot. I've seen a lot, um, and so I'm pretty pretty um, persnickety about what I what I get into. But um, I was very excited to join the team at MakerBot um, because I think when you really think about 3D printing, um, MakerBot is the leading provider of 3D printers into the K12 environment. And I think part of what does that is our ecosystem. We're not just about printers, we're about a lot more. So I'm looking forward to kind of digging into that and really really kind of um, talking to your audience about what makes 3D printing important and what makes MakerBot a really good partner for education. Perfect, and I think that's a great place to start um, is on a, a macro level, what is 3D printing for those that don't know and why is it important for education? Absolutely, so I think when you look at 3D printing, I don't, I don't think everybody really knows what's happening in the real world. So let's break it down. First of all, 3D printing at its very basics is taking an idea that's in the virtual world and making it reality by printing. Now we use, we use a method of printing where basically the object is lay, laid down layer by layer by layer. Let's keep it easy for everybody that doesn't know what it is. Yep. <laughs> As you get more complex, there are multiple ways of 3D printing. There are different types of, of 3D printing that can be done. But I think when we're talking about young children and when we're talking about them growing through the K-12 experience, what I think your audience needs to understand when they get out to the real world, 3D printing is being used in every facet of manufacturing, in businesses. We have a whole line that just goes to the pro market that we work with. So if we're really talking 21st century skills, what are we doing starting at kindergarten to really get them to understand 3D modeling, how to design, how to problem solve, how to think about, gosh, I've got a need, now how do I create that? 3D printing is going to allow them to actually take their, their visions and their dreams and make them a reality. And I was just about to say that we're literally making things real. And I think so many times at this conference we've talked about how do we give students the why or the tangible reason to learn some of the basic skills. And this is a great way to give them, here's the payoff. You get to create this thing. But now you need to learn how to do that. And a lot of times there are a lot of foundational uh, subject matter, math, science, things like that, that students will now go out of their way to learn because they want to make this thing versus being told you have to learn these things and you're asking, well, what, how does this apply to my life? How does this apply to the real world? Um, and it's really exciting that we've gone from kind of static textbooks to interact, <coughs> interactive programs to now actually being able to build things. It's just 
really exciting and, and really motivating for these students that are growing up in this age that uh, we didn't have access to these things when we were growing up. So, so that's really exciting. Um, as far as the teacher experience, what makes you guys different as far as um, making this easy for teachers to use? And a lot of teachers, I'm guessing, haven't had training in 3D printing and, and that kind of thing. How does that work with you guys? You know, I think that's, that's one of the biggest things that sets MakerBot apart. We don't want any teacher to go into this blind. And we have a tremendous team, not only of educators that are out in the schools right now, but we have somebody back at our office, Andrea, who runs our, our training team. And they put together not only a teacher certification, but a mm -hmm. student certification. Oh, wow. That teacher certification is actually ISTE aligned. Okay. So we are actually in partnership with ISTE. And when, when, when a school district buys MakerBot, they receive that teacher training for the teachers that are going to be using that printer. So really, when we put the, when we put the technology in front of the teachers, there's a couple of things that we want to do. Number one, on the teacher certification side, we want them to get that printer, you know, how do you use it, right? How do you foundationally turn it on? What is it? What is 3D printing? But that's just the start, and a lot of a lot of people out there do that. But beyond that, now, especially me with my teaching background, how do we take that to the next level? And how do you start to integrate this with your lessons? How do I how do I transition this? So I'm going to be doing, let's say, a lesson on communities, and I'm going to have my kids pick out different occupations. Mm -hmm. Well, what kind of tools are they using? Now design that tool. Okay integrating that. How am I going to take an animal adaptions lesson and take the idea of, okay, what kind of animal would live in this environment? Now create that virtually, and then let's create that animal. Wow. So really thinking more deeply and getting the teachers to start to make those connections between here's the virtual, here's my lesson plan, and now how do I tie that together with what can be 3D printed? That's great because I think initially in this space 3d printing has been a buzzword for a while but we're really not there yet and there's a long way you know uh, road ahead of us um, an opportunity but it seems like it has been treated as a separate activity there's the maker room there's you know and it's not been integrated into your curriculum and now it seems like what you're describing is really a full integration into what you're currently doing and then how can we leverage this new technology to enhance what that you know is currently being done and I'm sure in a lot of cases creating new lesson plans based on having this technology um, you know as you would get more experience with it uh, but it's great to see a company really partnering with educators and meeting them where they're at and providing those additional trainings and resources to help them leverage you know it as much as they can instead of a lot of the uh, kind of the old school vendor model where here you go you know what to do good luck we'll see you in a few years when you need to buy a new product right um, I think that's a really great 2020 trend that we're seeing from more and more companies in different verticals um, to, to really look at partnering with their customers giving them the training they need. Uh, training is usually uh, not a one and done anymore. It's continuous education, um, building communities of educators that are sharing best practices and things like that. So uh, that's really great. I want to shift gears a little bit more uh, to design thinking 
and what is design thinking for those of the uh, the audience that don't know what it is and how does this apply um, to to what you guys are doing yeah so I think that that kind of ties into our student training so we have a student certification program as well and that's really more about design thinking and when when we at MakerBot think about design thinking I my, my terminology for it is empathetic problem-solving Right? Like you know, one of the things that we want students to, to do is really think about what are the problems in our world that need to be solved? Because that's what, that's what we really want them to be, right? That's the, that's, goal, yeah. that's the end goal. The big picture is an empathetic problem solver. And what design thinking gets them to start to do is, hey, let's look at, an, look at our environment. And so one of the things I always tell people is let's start 3D printing before we even get a printer, right? Yeah. Because we can find problems all over the place in our environment. And there's two ways I can look at that problem. Either as, oh, that's something I can't solve, or how are we gonna solve that? How are we gonna work together? And so when, when the students go through our, our training program and our certification, they're actually looking at problems in their environment. How do I solve that? What do I do? And then it's the iteration process, just like people will go through engineers or inventors or entrepreneurs. You know, I'm going to invent something. I'm going to test it out. I'm going to see if it works. If it doesn't, well, guess what? I'm going to go back and do it again. Yeah, do it better. Do it better. Do it differently. Learn from my mistakes. Exactly. And that's really what design thinking is. It is that ability to build that resilience, that grit, right? When you think of that, that term grit, do I have the ability to kind of push through and understand that I'm not gonna make the product the first time out the door, you know, even as a company, right? Like we may, we may not get our, our engineers, they don't just like sit down and say, oh, well, this is gonna be the, the product and then it's there tomorrow, right? They, they, they test, they try, and then we come out with things and, and we, we iterate. That's what we do in real life. So how do we get students to do that? And that's the, the joy in what we do, right? If, if the, the principal or the superintendent is walking through their school and, and they say, see kids doing things like, there, there are kids that have literally said, you know what the problem is? We have Tim and he's in third grade and he's missing a hand. Let's, let's make a hand for Tim. And then they design it and they make it. I mean, it can be as, as real as that. I mean, that's huge, that's right? That's powerful. So, or it could be something as simple as, you know what, I need a place to hang my coat and we don't have one. Let's design a coat hook that can go on my desk. Great. Test the weight and it'll hold. Exactly. You start to think of the power in that. That is, it's so powerful to be able to teach kids like, hey, this is, this is the stuff that, that I can do to change the world. So the way I look at MakerBot is we're helping kids get ready to change the world. Well, and exposing them to problems and challenges that aren't gonna have a right answer on the first try and continuing, and you mentioned grit, that makes me think also of growth mindset, that we're training these kids on how to learn, how to iterate, and how to reach that end goal. Um, and if it takes you 10 steps or 20 steps, you know, you may end up with a better end product after 20 steps. And so it seems like that, that whole process is very active learning. We're moving from reading in a textbook and passive learning, watching videos, even interactives, to now hands-on active learning um, and, and using those other things as peripherals that are supporting that active learning. So right. this and is- that's, And that's where we wanna make sure that 
you know, again, you kind of mentioned at the beginning, like, hey, this is something that's in that STEM lab. And that's great. STEM labs are great. Innovation centers are great. And we encourage those. But we all know if it's something that the kids are going down to one place to do once a week, it doesn't become part of their process and their daily life. You know, it's just like if we put a projector in the in the library and we were going to go down there to look at it. Well, that's okay, but the teacher needs to have that at their disposal. So how do we help those teachers, every teacher, understand how this can impact just any lesson that they do? Yeah. And it doesn't mean that every student is printing every single thing, but, you know, group projects. All, there's just all kinds of things that I think if teachers had the access, they would think about things in a much different way. And to your point, uh, STEM is now uh, STEAM, which is now STREAM, and they're just basically adding to where everything is con connected again, which is where we were to start with. So I think we just need to go through that kind of process as a society ourselves and an education system um, to kind of come full circle to where this is integrated with arts. This is integrated with, you know, your theater department could be making some of these things. You know, it's not just uh, STEM, it's not just science and math. Right. Um, it's really ex expanding outside of that, which is another great trend going into the next decade we have. Um, we'll wrap up with my final question, which is always one of my favorites. Um, what would be um, a success story that you've seen that really, uh, you know, uh, touched your heart or was it you know, something where, you know, a story you like to tell about how um, you guys have had an impact on a school or district or even a student or teacher? Yeah, I mean, there really are. I mean, we're in thousands of schools and thousands of teachers use them. And um, But I think, you know, Chandler Israel, I think, is one, one great example. You know, there was one teacher that was really excited about, about 3D printing, and, and she started, you know, going through the training and learning how to implement and how to create content. Well, that got her on fire, and then she got all of the teachers in her building printing, which then translated into a bunch of other schools getting their teachers printing. And so I think that... For us, the biggest thing was, you know, had we just sent out the printer and she hadn't gone through the training, we don't know that that really would have caught on fire like it did. But I think having that ability to teach kids, teach the teachers how to integrate it into their daily learning process, that was what the power was. And, so, And that engagement and knowledge share and guidance, you know, they look to you to be the experts and the guides. And we look to a lot of companies that are doing innovative things. And I think some companies fall short in providing that extra step that really ensures success, which is a great business model. It costs a little more to do that, but I think uh, the, the market's demanding it more. And I think the customers really appreciate that this company is investing in me with especially um, the um, on-demand courses that took a lot of thought and time and preparation and, and cost, not just uh, another PD day that, you know, you don't retain 30% of, you know, the things that you learned that day because you're focused on other things. Um, so it's great that you guys are even innovative in how you're delivering that, uh, that training for those teachers. And, I'm assuming that they can go back and watch parts of that again if they want to. They have a resource library right there uh, that they can continue to, to uh, tap into as they evolve with the program as uh, the program evolves. Well, this has been great. Um, as everyone can hear, there are announcements going on because we are at the end of the show. Uh, I think this is our last podcast for uh, CCEA 2020 Austin, Texas. 
So, Dottie, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so um, much. It was a pleasure having you on. We're going to have you on again or some others from your team uh, in, uh, later on this year to uh, keep up with what's going on, and we weren't able to cover half the things that we could be talking about Not in 10 minutes, but you know what? Yeah. I think we did a good job, JW. I think we covered a lot of ground, <laughs> and uh, hopefully everyone out there enjoyed it. Thank you for listening. Uh, I'm JW Marshall with MarketScale, where we believe that education is the highest form of marketing. We'll see you next time.